Hey guys, this is Greg, and you're listening to the Mountain Movers Podcast. On today's episode, I sat down with Greg Matias. As we reconnect for the first time since high school, we discuss the importance of travel, health, and an ancient philosophical concept that he holds with him daily. You may hear some subtle tapping in this episode. My fancy new microphone picked up a moving cable, so try to think of it more as like a beat. On that note, let's get things going. Cue that intro in three, two... This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. So, Sorry, my voice is a bit shaky. Nah, you're good. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with my buddy Greg from high school. You've talked to me a lot about travel. You have traveled where exactly? I've been to Tanzania, Hawaii, Bermuda, uh, Europe. So what's been the kind of the, the most eye-opening experience for you? Your favorite place you've traveled? Well, I think when it comes to travel, I think in, I've learned most when I'm out of my comfort zone. For example, this past summer I went to Tanzania with a bunch of people for a field course and that was the time, that was one of the first times where I I traveled alone or I wasn't with any other family so I I didn't really know anybody else going into it. Mm -hmm. And how that changed me was that I had had to adapt, I had to interact with people and I was forced into this, well not forced, but I was put into this culture, into this completely foreign land. I mean, Africa is just so different on every other level mm-hmm. in Canada that it forced me to learn new things and coming out of it, I was just blown away by how, by how much my perspective changed on the world too and how, you know, these, these people that are living these lives in Africa and it's, I just got to meet so many, so many cool people that I never would have imagined I could have met, you know, in my life and it was... It was time well spent, honestly. So when you went on this trip, did you have any expectations of what the experience was going to be like? Or did you go in with zero expectations? Well, it's it's hard not to have expectations when you go to Africa because obviously you'll see all the wildlife, you know, the leopards, the lions, the giraffes, the zebras. But really, I had my expectations pretty low because a lot of the sightings that we had of certain animals when we were in the national park, for example, a lot of those are based on luck. So you can't really predict these kind of things. You can't like, you know pay for something that'll get you to see the best animals it's really yeah. comes down to luck yeah so expectations wise I, I kept it pretty low and it's safe to say I, I was blown away at every level yeah well, what kind of experience did you go there um, kind of wanting to have I mean there's a lot of people that go on trips because they they believe that they need to one get outside their comfort zone and two leave where it is they are currently because mm-hmm. they want um, some kind of life-altering moment. And yeah. that usually happens when you are outside your comfort zone. So did you go Did you go on your trip expecting kind of a shift? I mean, I wasn't, I, like I said, I wasn't, I was not expecting too much, but of course I had it in the back of my mind that, you know, the, the reason I was going on this trip is because it was an incredible opportunity that I may never get in life again to mm-hmm. go on a trip like this. And I, I was, I guess in a way I was sort of expecting it to broaden my perspective because I mean 
obviously we can all relate to this is that in daily life, you know, where we're, it's, it's the morning, the grind every day, you know, we go to work, we go to school, whatever. And we're, we, we often forget the bigger picture, I feel like, you know, of what's, of how much there actually is going on out there that we're not aware of. And I feel like that was really what I, I, I went into the trip, you know, I wanted to broaden my perspective. I wanted to get that sense of bigger picture because it's so easy to get caught up in routine and yeah. you know and just the, the daily grind just you know doing this day in day out school whatever it is yeah. you know we, work we've been about that daily grind since uh, fitness fitness class eh? exactly yeah. man yeah that's the grind is fun but you know every now and then you just have to develop a new perspective and just try something new you know yeah so you said that uh obviously africa was different than canada can you give some examples well um i mean <laughs> where do i even start uh, let's let's start at the airport so as soon as you get off from the plane it's just the amount of people you see I think that was the first thing I really that really struck me that there's just so much so much more people um, exact like just everywhere I guess uh, and this the standards for living I guess are much lower um, I mean there's kids playing in the dirt but they're happy too they're playing soccer you know they're smiling there's there's no iPhones there's no Wi-Fi yeah. it's it's kind of simple living I guess uh, not, not, not to say that's a degrading term or anything it's simple it doesn't always necessarily mean bad or yeah. worse yeah but it was definitely much much different to what I've been used raised to. upon yeah. used to you know even to other places I've traveled like Europe and Hawaii it's still kind of a higher uh, standard of living there but this was just something that was so out of my uh, comfort zone and out of and it was a completely different perspective to what I had never seen before and it was it was just really cool to see that do you want to kind of enlighten us a little bit about the lessons that you learned sure so my my background is like kind of in a biology environmental science background so I'm currently studying that in university and I've always had a fascination for the natural world, you know, the animals, the ecosystems, how it's all connected with the people and, you know, how, you know, climate change will affect that in the future. I guess lessons learned. Um, there, there's been so many, you know, that I've realized and that I haven't realized that have just, uh, that like still to this day, I've, you know, haven't really realized how they have affected me directly, yeah. but it hasn't sit fully. It hasn't, it still hasn't sunk in like yeah. some of the things that we did. Uh, but I guess one of the biggest lessons was would be just building on you know the perspective just opening up the perspective of your perspective on the world and realizing that you know the world is bigger than yourself that there are bigger there everybody has their problems you know everybody's going through something and i feel like travel has really just made me realize how big the world really is and how there's places out there that are so different to what we are experiencing you know here in canada yeah. And honestly, that's that's probably one of the biggest takeaways too. And just you know, the all the animals we saw, they were so cool. Like I've yeah. always loved animals, and yeah. to see them in their natural habitat, yeah. you know, not in a zoo, was yeah. in incredibly special. You know, as someone who has a respect and curiosity towards the natural world. Yeah. So uh, I haven't done much traveling. Like I've taken some vacation trips with my family, but uh, two summers ago I did go to Guatemala for like a dance outreach uh, program. So I went to teach and perform for all these underserved communities. Um, I taught um, and performed for like eight, uh, children's HIV centers, uh, refugee sites, um, retirement homes, uh, children's hospitals, like mm -hmm. endless, endless um, communities. And um, what I had to offer them, I don't think was nearly as 
special as what they offered me, right? They offered me, like you said, a wider perspective. They showed me what life is truly about Mm -hmm. because I feel like the way that we're living right now is sort of in a bubble. But when I went there, my bubble was completely popped because I saw how other people, other places in the world were living. Did you kind of experience that as well? Exactly. Right along those lines, as you said, you know, you, you get to see that there is more to the world than what simply you believe. You know, those, like, like you said, it, it, I had a bubble, go, you know, going into Africa. And as soon as I landed there, that bubble was burst. Yeah. So, you know, very similar experience I think we had and very similar, you know, takeaway lessons. And that just really goes to show we went to completely different parts of the world. You went to Guatemala. Yeah. Was it? I, I went to Tanzania. I mean, they're so far from each other. Yeah. But still, the lessons that we that we came away with after coming back was very similar. Yeah. So that just, I think that's a prime example of, you know, how travel can affect your mentality and how it can be beneficial for, you know, anybody. So do you encourage others to take that step to go travel? Absolutely. I think, I know it's expensive. You know, I, people will say that they can't travel because it's very expensive. I, I understand that. But if, if you, you know, while you are still young, I know most of the people listening to this podcast are probably around our age. Yeah. So while you're still young, while you're able... I highly encourage you to go see these places and to take these risks while you're young because you're, you know, you're able, you're physically fit. And, you know, these, these are, this is one of those things that money can't buy. These experiences that, you know, this time you're never going to get back. You're not going to be young again. So go, go out and travel and see the world for what it really is and open your perspective, you know, just like we have. And it, it, it will really change you, I promise you. So do you have any like plans in the future to travel? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really call them plans as of yet, just dreams yeah. uh, right now. But I definitely, in terms of future locations, I want to go to the Amazon at one point too. You know, go to the Andes, maybe do like a Peru, Machu Picchu nice. kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, those aren't really any plans yet. They're just kind of dreams at this yeah. point. How about uh, I mean, just with everything going on with school, with, uh, um, I guess, just like personal life, I... Since Guatemala, I haven't traveled, but um, it doesn't mean I don't want to. Um, I think just with school lately, I've just been so busy that I haven't really thought much about exactly where I want to travel, but um, I definitely want to go to Greece. I definitely want to check out Italy. Um, I want to travel with my family. Um, We haven't really done many trips together, just like a vacation kind of thing. Um, Yeah, I want to experience these kind of moments with, with my close family. Awesome. So I think that's 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 an aspiration of mine. Um, not exactly not exactly sure when, not exactly sure where, but I know it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's segue into our second topic. That's health. Just a little backstory. Greg and I, uh, we went to high school together. Obviously, you guys know that. But um, in grade eleven, we were in the same fitness class, and uh, so fitness at school was a lot of. Um, kind of short runs or short to long runs. Uh, we trained for a 10K as a class, and then um, there was an event at school where we all ran a 10K. We got timed, whatever. It was a big deal, very very big deal. Um, but then uh, we also had circuits in the gym. Uh, we spent a lot of time in the weight room. But Greg and I had a special bond. It was very different than other people in the class. Um, we really pushed each other. And in grade 11, it's hard to uh, to find that motivation, but if you get a buddy, if you get someone who you kind of relate to, you have the same goals, um, it makes it a lot easier. So since high school, where, is, uh, where have you found yourself on kind of the, the health spectrum? 
Yeah, well, as as you said, you know, fitness, we've always loved fitness, both of us. Uh, you know, I know we're both, we keep very physically fit lifestyles. Uh, but yeah, since high school, it's it's kind of been on and off, man. Like, it hasn't been super consistent as I as I hoped, which, I mean, life happens, happens, right? Like, you know, you can't always keep a good routine. Yeah. But what I found over the years is that the, the times or the periods when I am keeping a routine, when I'm, say, going to the gym, you know, if it's in the winter... Or I'm going to like this local park that I go to where there's a pull-up bar in the summer, obviously not in the winter. Or I'll just like swim in the river or something. Just, you know, keep active, get, you know, good sun exposure during the day too. If I'm doing those things, I will feel better, period. I mean, it's, 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 it's undisputed that if you work out, it doesn't have to be like crazy, you know, tough stuff. If you just do something, if you're get a sweat going, if you're, you know, you're breathing heavy, your heart rate's up, if you do those things on a regular daily basis or even every other day, you will feel better mentally. And the effects have been profound. I mean, when I work out, like, I'm just on this high after, like, I just feel so good. And it was right after a workout that I agreed to do this podcast. So I'm just more ambitious and willing to do, you know, to take risk to do, to do these cool things. And I feel like it's, 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 for me, it's less, well, not less, but just as much for the mental effect as it is for the physical effect. Like I know, you know, we go to the gym, we want to get in shape, you want to burn fat, you want to build muscle, you want to look good, right? But also mentally, like like I said, I'm able to think clearer, I'm able to, you know, communicate better with people, form true connections and relationships. And it's really one of those things that gets amplified into other parts of my life if I'm keeping a regular routine. Yeah. Because I feel like it does more than just, you know, make you look good and make you feel good. I think the mindset that goes along with it is like, you're showing yourself just how capable you are, right? There's something about fitness that I'll compare it to running for myself. Um, When I was training for the New York City Marathon, it was like, okay, today I'm doing this. And I know what's lined up for later in the week, but today this is what I need to do. And to push myself through that, it was more or less trying to prove to myself that I can make it happen. That, that no, matter, no, no matter what I want, no matter what needs to be done, I'm gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. And I think that translates into a very positive mindset, especially when it comes to different aspects of your life. Because if you can show yourself that you can run that extra kilometer or lift that extra pound, what else is possible, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, and I just wanted to ask you, you know, I, I, as a runner, I'm sure you get days where you just feel like shit. Mm. You know, you don't want to go for a run. You don't want to do anything. But mm-hmm. my, I want to ask you, how do you overcome that? Like, what, what is that inner driving force mm-hmm. that pushes you to, okay, it doesn't matter. I have to do this because mm-hmm. I'm in this for a bigger purpose, a bigger cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's exactly it. It's way bigger than it is. Running is fun. Running is fulfilling. Running is hard um and on those days where i really just don't want to do it on those days where maybe it's too cold outside maybe it's too hot outside maybe my foot hurts maybe my knee hurts maybe i'm tired um maybe there's something else out there that i'd rather be doing um there is no feeling there's no better feeling than after a run like you said there's a there's a sort of high Mm -hmm. that you just you indulge in and you keep it for as long as you can. Um, I have tattooed on my arm, remember why? And I carry that with me every day. 
as long as you have your whys and whys are different for every single person but as long as you have your whys and you keep them close to your heart there's nothing that can stand in your way because you're always reminded you're constantly reminded why maybe you got out of bed maybe why you chose to run that extra kilometer why you chose to lift that extra pound so i think at the end of the day just remembering why you're doing what you're doing why you're on this path think about the bigger picture then you're already headed in the right direction that's beautiful yeah. just purpose yeah it's that's exactly it there's a huge everyone is like so caught up in you know what's happening now or what has already happened but i'm a big dreamer so i'll say that straight up i'm a huge dreamer i'm often thinking about what's next uh, what, what, what's next, like for me, what's next for my timeline. Mm -hmm. Um, so often, like I'm not always very present in the moment. Um, I think that plays against me in some aspects, but I think at the end of the day, I'm a dreamer and I'm going to dream and I'm going to keep dreaming. So I, I imagine for you, it must be almost like a balance, balancing act between being present and dreaming. Exactly. Like you said. So is there anything you, you do specifically to foster that balance? Yeah, I think patience is key. When you dream, it doesn't happen right away. It takes time and a lot of work to make it happen. So being patient is more important than I think we realize. Keeping the belief that it's meant to be and understanding that when you reach it, the wait and the journey was all worth it. So I think the balance comes from believing in the bigger picture. So in a way, you're you're kind of accepting the unknown. You, you don't know how you're going to get there. Exactly. But you, you have a kind of some kind of vision as yeah. to what, you know, like, like, like your purpose is kind of your backbone yeah. of your of, of your journey, I guess. And, but you don't know exactly how and what is going to happen, which is which is fine. I mean, none of us know really what's next. It's unpredictable. Yeah. But that's that's beautiful. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> I could go on a tangent forever. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, taking care of our bodies is one thing, but we also have to take care of our minds, right? So, you know, ever since I think right out right out of high school, I've always been interested in, in philosophy and you know its relevance to daily life as well. Um, but up until I think it was about a few months ago, four months ago, that I discovered this this philosophy called Stoicism, um, and it's really based built upon the ideas uh, by by three guys: so Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, and Epictetus. Uh, these guys are obviously dead right now. I mean, they they lived in like ancient Greece and ancient Rome. Uh, and then their, essentially their, their teachings are what construct this philosophy of Stoicism. And what this philosophy is and why I found it so relevant and practical to, you know, everyday life is because it's, it's one of the few philosophies that's not kind of up in the head. It's just, you know, dreaming, constantly thinking, thinking about, you know, this or that. It has lessons that can actually be applied to daily life and to overcome obstacles and to, you know, not, not listen to ego and to, uh, you know, meditate on your death, something I'll talk about in a bit as well. And really what it comes down to, what the, what the backbone of the philosophy is, is that learning to distinguish between externals, which you cannot control, and what is in your control, and not worrying about what is, uh, not worrying about the former, so not worrying about what's out of your control. Just letting those events happen and making sure that you're doing everything that you can that's in your power to make the best of every situation. Like there's this saying that they have called amor fati, which is Latin for uh, love fate. So it's this kind of idea that you're not merely going to bear what is necessary, but you're going to love it. So whatever happens, just love it and you'll never be, you know, disappointed. Like obviously we can't 
obviously there are events that you know are going to happen to us like you know you get in a car crash god forbid or you're like somebody dies close to you or just you know hopefully not that bad but there's yeah. going to be things that happen in your life that you can't control and it's essentially a way to you know not worry too much about those things like it's okay to grieve but essentially just distinguish coming back to the main point distinguish between what is in your control and what is not in your control and that's i found that that has saved my sanity like it's it's crazy how much it has done for me and obviously there's like pages on instagram that i follow you know that are preaching these that is like quotes that are that that they post you know about these ideas like the philosophers what they said like marcus aurelius epictetus seneca and you know these have really profoundly changed my life and i feel like with philosophy there's it gets a lot of bad rap there's a lot of stigma around it like it's it's really you know reserved for like hippies and you know guys who just smoke weed all the time but really there's a profound power in it that i think everybody can relate to that i think if if you kind of study these teachings and you become more you know resilient in your daily life and you develop that sense of inner calm that tranquility as they call it which is like a kind of uh calm mental state that whatever happens on the outside it you're just going to remain calm centered grounded you know marcus aurelius has this line he said to be like the rock that the waves keep crashing over it stands unmoved and the raging of the sea falls still around it wow so just these analogies you know with nature it's really for me like it's really powerful i think i feel it has a lot of potential to help people yeah and obviously it hits home because you are in environmental science you are a man who loves nature and really appreciates nature mm -hmm. so all of these kinds of metaphors and these quotes that they have yeah. kind of relating it back to nature it touches home that's exactly right you know just like you said it's our, our connection with nature is deeper than you know we can possibly imagine like there's this there's this idea called sympathia uh, which you know I sometimes post about on my Instagram and it's really the idea that everything is connected in the universe, all living, non-living things, all the animals, all the, you know, the birds, the bees, the insects, like just everything is in kind of coexisting, coexisting in this uh, intricate system on Earth. And as someone who's, you know, interested in biology, interested in, you know, these, these natural systems, it's really like that that just really kind of made me realize how much everything is connected you know there's nothing that's separate like we all we all are connected in some way and i feel like that's just kind of an incentive for me to be more kind to people and to have empathy as well like it's it always comes back to what is the lesson learned here you know how can this benefit people and for me it just kind of motivates me to you know be kind and be, be you know friendly to people and to give back as well you know try and find that balance between taking and giving and yeah, I mean, I'm kind of ranting right now, but... No, that's awesome. <laughs> but taking this concept, how do you think our listeners could begin to apply it to their lives? I think if, you know, like I said, it's really between distinguishing what is in your control and what is not in your control and not suffering more than you will already suffer, you know, when you do this certain challenge or something. So... It, it kind of comes back to anxiety as well. Like I, I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm not too familiar with that kind of field, but I guess not, you know, anxiety, you're suffering twice, you're suffering before and you're suffering when the actual event happens. So I guess just kind of not uh, suffering more than you already need to because, you know, like the Buddha said, life is suffering, unfortunately, we can't, we can't avoid it. Uh, but the goal is to find, like you said, purpose and meaning in the suffering. And that's, I think, 
incredibly important in this in this journey is to find meaning and to find values and to have these high moral standards you know to to rely on in life so is this something that you think you'll carry with you throughout the rest of your life I mean I hope so it's it's one of those things that it's it's not like an ephemeral thing like it's not just there's like a hype about it and then I'm just gonna forget it in like you know a few years it's one of the things that I think can go a long way if you really uh, implement these things into your daily life I mean this philosophy these guys that I was talking about Marcus Aurelius and the others these guys lived like 2,500 years ago and the stuff that they're preaching is still relevant so relevant yeah it's so relevant to today it's it's crazy I mean if if it was relevant back then I think it will always be relevant for the human condition and you know the problems that we will the adversity that we will face will you know we will always rely on these kind of teachings or it will it will help to have these to know these teachings and one of the things I just want to do mention real quick is you know talking about tranquility and stillness there's this book I'm reading right now called stillness is the key by Ryan Holiday highly recommend it it's essentially talks about how if if there's one thing that you can cultivate in your life it's having that inner stillness that balance inside that whatever happens outside it's you'll remain unfazed unbothered unflustered it's keeping a grounded state at all times i know it's easier said than done you know i'm i can't always do that but uh that's a that's a process in itself it's a process of course it's none of this is easy obviously it takes work it takes persistent and careful effort uh, but i feel like the rewards are tremendously valuable i mean you can you can face any challenge any obstacle and you can remain you know, like the rock that stands unmoved and the raging of the sea falls around it. You know, that's, that's like, that's, that's what I want to be. I want to become that kind of guy that's, you know, has empathy and compassion and he's kind to people, but isn't faced too much by challenge and is able to keep a level head when everybody else is panicking. And that's, that's really the basis of this philosophy and the basis of why I'm so passionate about it. This, this, this is the Mountain Minute. I'm sure you're familiar with it. It was in our previous episode. So I'm going to list off a bunch of questions and we're going to see how fast this guy can answer it. Are Sweet. you ready? Let's do it. Favorite movie? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Favorite food? Acai Bowl. Favorite song? Blinding Lights, The Weeknd. Where did you hear the song first? On the, the Late Show. What's your guilty pleasure song? Bananarama Venus. Favorite day of the week? Friday. Least favorite day of the week? Tuesday. Favorite color? Blue. What time do you usually go to bed? Midnight. What time do you usually wake up? 8 a.m. If you could make any animal your pet, what animal would you choose? A leopard. If you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? Mental health. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Oh, man, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. Do they have to be living or? No. No. Marcus Aurelius. Why? <laughs> because he he's my he's my role model. <laughs> if you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Flight. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Rain or shine? Rain. Day or night? <laughs> Day. <laughs> that's it. That's a that's a minute. Thank you so much for being here, Greg. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me on this podcast. It was it was a lot of fun and I, I learned a lot from you too. I learned a lot from you too, and it was awesome to reconnect since high school. Yeah, sweet. Thanks, man. Take care. See you. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please don't be shy. Leave a rating and a review and let me know what you think. Love always, Jake. Jake.